0: Hi everyone, welcome into the Vigilant Sports Pacers Podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. I apologize and just finally getting this one up. Man, I was fighting quite the head cold last week, but I was energized enough, and thankfully I was able to fill in and host the show for Kent Sterling on Tuesday. And during that show, I had a several great guests on, including two Pacers. First up, CJ Miles, who is no doubt the best interview in that Pacers locker room. If something happens, whether it's important, funny, notable, it's C.J. Miles we go to. He has got a, always has a funny antidote that adds to the story, that adds to the conversation. And more than anything, he's just a great guy to talk to. So I talked with C.J. Miles about several subjects, including who does he root for during the NCAA tournament? He was one of the last to come out of high school, go straight from high school to the NBA. So who does he root for and does he watch a lot of NCAA March Madness this time of year. He's obviously busy here late in the season. Pacers trying to secure a playoff spot. Does he have time for that? I'll get into that with CJ Miles. Also coming up after CJ, I'll be joined by Rick Mahorn. And he. this is one of my favorite guys in the NBA. I always enjoy when Rick comes through Banker's Life Fieldhouse, whether it's with the Detroit Pistons, as he's the color analyst on the Pistons radio network. So he'll come through Banker's Life twice a year. And then also for the last several years, he's been working with Compass Media Sports and being on the radio broadcast of Big Ten men's basketball games during the Big Ten tournament. And so we always catch up and go back and forth. Really, it's just Very candid conversation about a variety of subjects. I always love talking with Rick Mahorn. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. It's there where you'll first see when a new episode is posted. And feel free to contact me by email, scott at com or on Twitter, at Scott Agnes. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Pacers forward, C.J. Miles. How hard is it to get up for Philly, a team that's won nine games? I know it's an NBA opponent, but, I mean, it's got to be more difficult than others.
1: I wouldn't say hard to get up, but, I mean, like, you know, going into the game, um, because they're so young and they're trying to learn, they make mistakes, they do certain things, like... That it kind of um, you kind of fall into playing the style of game they play, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, when you get on the floor, you got to remember it is another NBA opponent. Those guys are super athletic. They got nothing to lose. They playing hard. They trying to make names for themselves. So, I mean, it's. Like, no disrespect to them, but it can be a trap game sometimes. Yeah.
0: I refuse to say must win until it, like, gets down to the very Anybody. end. But, but a game like this really almost no, is because you can't lose to a team like this. You
1: should. You should win the game. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you should be able to win the game. Like I said, again, no disrespect to them, just personnel-wise mm-hmm. and experience-wise and what they're trying to figure out. But you got, they got a bunch of guys playing. There's not a lot of continuity yet because they got guys trying to figure out their roles in the NBA and things like that. Um, but you look at it. As a team, you should feel that way, that you should win the game. It's just like they feel like every night they should be in-game. They should be competing every night. They know it's going to be night. Some teams have been together and got continuity. They're going to beat them, but they know they should be able to compete hard every night. And just like on our end, we should be able to compete and win games like this. And, um, I mean, it's... Any but any night, anybody can be it, true. It's like it's like the final four all year, like the yeah. tournament. All, it's like Mars Madness all year. It's a little
2: different
0: though, because I mean, you guys have it's that experience and don't make it's those silly crazy. mistakes that we see on the college it's not level.
1: It's crazy, but everybody's an NBA player. Like, people watching it from home sometimes don't really understand the, the, the level of talent. They look at records and they realize and they don't realize that how good certain teams really are and how good certain players really are and just the talent level the entire league. There's a reason there's only 400 and something of us. Four, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's a reason why every guy that anybody watching the game is like, oh, he's terrible. If I take him to any gym that mm-hmm. you want to go to, yep. there's nobody in the city that can out, that can outplay him. He just he just lets you know the pecking order. How much are
0: you watching the NCAA tournament? You don't have a team, do you? Who, who would be I your team since them. you didn't go to college?
1: I don't have a team. I still root for Texas, obviously, because I was going to okay. go there. Um, but, like, I just watch as many games as I can. Um I'm not my girl's real big in the college. Like you follow her on Twitter, I know you do. Yeah. She's yep. big college. Like she for her birthday, one of the presents she got was like the college almanac. That's how big she oh, really? yeah, like, And that's like, for her, not for you, nah, even though yeah, yeah, she's a big North Carolina fan, so like she watches North Carolina games like she's watching us play. Like, she, she's I've, n- I've noticed that. How did she get um I think obsessed with North Carolina? Just growing up, I guess, yeah. just um fell in love with it. I really—I never really asked her the whole story of it, but I mean, I just since I've known her, like, she was at college in Corpus Christi, one of right. North Carolina stuff. <laughs> like, so I mean, that's just her thing. And
0: coming up Friday, it's, I mean, locally, she'll hear about IU in North Carolina squaring off a little bit. How much are you able to watch any of the college game throughout the regular season?
1: Um, during the regular season, I don't get to see that many. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I see the big guys on Sports Centers and the highlights and things mm-hmm. like that. I get to see that stuff. And I'll catch some of the you know the games that get big time exposure. Um, but and obviously I'll catch some Indiana games because yep. 'cause I'm here. But um I don't watch a lot. I mean I follow it enough to know kinda what's going on, but not enough to pull a bracket out.
0: But you, I'm sure you did though, didn't you? I Be didn't. part of you didn't. I did Is this the first time ever? You no, just, just I, the usual. I don't. I'm not, a,
1: I'm not a I just I just rather just watch the games. <laughs>
0: you guys play the squares game, yeah, right? You do.
1: I just didn't. And I have never done it though. <laughs> really? I've never I've never done it. Yeah.
0: Focus back here on the Pacers. How aware of you going into each game and just about uh, the amount of home games you have at home? Coming up Thursday, wraps up a five-game homestand. It's part of eight of nine. How aware of you, though, are you throughout the season of such a big homestand like we have right here?
1: Um, I think it's great. It's like perfect timing for us. We're getting tired and uh, getting guys all the way back healthy, getting guys rhythm, getting guys kind of having practice days. Like myself, I missed basically a month of playing time. So, like, the last couple games has been just me trying to get my legs to get into a rhythm so I can just be ready to help my team around playoff time when I'm needed um, and the same thing with Ty who comes in the first day and gets hurt um, yeah, I know <laughs> so I mean it's just little stuff like that that really helps us and then allows us as a team just to be around each other and build continuity on and off the floor being able to do certain things I mean, we have appearances and stuff like that but having those days in the gym whether it be Breaking down defense, breaking down offense, just getting better and better and better, and being able to go into the playoffs really at a good level. It also
0: allows you to get, I would think, getting some kind of routine at home. Also,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you get rest because you get to sleep in your own bed. You get to be home. You get to be everybody's happy when they are with their families in their own bed. So that's always great, especially guys. You know, they got kids and stuff. Like it's great to be able to have this much time at home and mm-hmm. be with them.
0: You missed some significant time there with all those injuries. How do you feel that progress to come along? I'm sure you're not 100%. Seems like no NBA player at this point of in the season, right, is 100%. Do you, do you feel like you're kind of where you want to be
1: at this point in the season? Nah. No? Nah. I would be way, way better. Way, way better now at a regular, like the stuff I just had, just the calf strain. And having leg injuries hard because you can't run. Like, I couldn't run. I, you lose conditioning that way. You lose a lot of stuff doing on the floor. And, um, then getting um, food poisoning twice. <laughs> like, uh, How did that last
0: one come? That was during the break, oh, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it? The first one came during the break. Um, I got back. And the crazy thing is I just ate like a grilled chicken sandwich. Like it wasn't nothing crazy. I, the Subway on the game day at Oklahoma City that day. Um, and we had Matt
0: Hasselbeck, Colts
1: backup quarterback, have issues with Chipotle. So now you in Subway. And then when I was the last time, I went to eat in Dallas with my family. Okay. Um, and my, like, me, I took myself, my parents, my brothers and sisters, and my in-laws, and my fiance, or my future in-laws, and my to be father-in-law got sick, and both my parents got sick, and I got sick. We all got sick. So, um, it's, a, it's a nice restaurant. So I'm not gonna say because I don't know if. If it was just a bad day. You or were the exception, idea. perhaps. Yeah, something could have just happened. Um, but um, it was definitely definitely unfortunate. Very.
0: That's the last thing you want, in addition to dealing with those injuries. From an injury,
1: so yeah. it put me down even more. Then you got the dehydration to your body because not eating enough, you're not drinking enough. Um, and that's how I got hurt the first time because I was coming off of it and hadn't eaten enough, hadn't really been able to feel my body the right way and played in the game and got hurt. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it was, maybe it's good for him. Maybe it just lets him be a little fresher coming into the end of the season.
0: As a player, how is it to balance the eagerness to get out there? We see Rodney trying to get back, force it tie, They took it a little easier. What's the balance between, you know, want to get back out there and also understanding, hey, you can't get anything that's going to prolong and be a nagging type of injury?
1: We, we're competitors. That's right. what we do. That's yeah. what we've done since we were kids. Like, this is what we do. doing. Yep. you watching your teammates play the game and go to, and battle every night. You want to be able to help them, and you want to be able to, it's just to help your team. You want to be able to play in front of your hometown fans. You want to be able to show them that you, you that you want to be out there. That you appreciate the opportunity. That's the biggest thing to me. Like I do, I don't ever want anybody that ever knows me knows that I don't ever want to feel like anybody ever feel like I don't appreciate this. Like being in the NBA, being able to to play basketball for a living, support my family, to do what I love every single day. I never want anybody to think that I don't appreciate it because anytime I'm off that floor, it's because I had to be. Like, yep. It's not because I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So
0: Talking with C.J. Miles, we'll wrap up here. We're, you're talking about movies. A lot of things you're excited about coming out. Batman, uh, anything, the, the number one, it any, seems like.
1: Anything with a comic book superhero, I'm, I'm with it. I'm in it. Like, oh, I don't Ben Hook since a child? Yeah. I mean, well, I got into it a little o- more as I was older, but Ninja Turtles I was into since I was a kid. Batman I was into mm-hmm. since a kid. Um, all the comic books, The Flash... Arrow, all the TV shows I watch, all of that stuff on like, Netflix. I'm am yeah, all over this Daredevil season two just came out. I gotta sit okay. down and binge watch that and finish that. Um, Jessica Jones that was on Netflix. Daredevil season one I watched that. Like I watch anything that's into I'm into. It. I own a couple of comic books. I own some some Ninja Turtle collectors books. Gotta, yeah. yeah, is that the
0: biggest <laughs> thing you do to kind of pass time? Especially when you're on the road, is just kind of um, Netflix. Yeah, yeah of course that, With-
1: music, that music like in my little music room I got like action figures like in the packages still like in my yeah like everything where can
0: people find your music
1: um oh, I got a SoundCloud yeah I have a SoundCloud SoundCloud slash no camping um it's pretty simple
0: <laughs> perfect CJ appreciate the time thanks so much thank you man. Next up on the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast, I talk with bad boy himself, Rick Mahorn. It's always great conversation when Rick and I get together, and Rick does a lot of stuff. Pistons Radio Network, he fills in often on Sirius XM NBA Radio, and for the last several years, he's been an analyst for the Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament. I appreciate Rick making time during his very busy schedule, as you'll hear about, to call into the show and inspire us with his wisdom.
2: How you doing, Rick? I'm, I'm doing great, Scott. Waiting on you all day to call. <laughs> it's
0: not like you have anything to do
2: today. Pistons aren't playing. I, I, listen, listen, listen. We, we're winning basketball games, <laughs> but I also am a dad. Oh, and yeah, and that's true. I also cruel. have to do the, the honey-do list.
0: And that, we know that takes up more time than the other, and you don't want to screw that one up. Uh, I'd rather work. <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt about that one. We'll start with this. Uh, what do you make out, make out of the Eastern Conference? We see kind of about 10 teams, essentially. I've been surprised to see t- uh, Cleveland kind of give back some games, and they're only a game and a half ahead of Toronto. But the end of that Eastern Conference, when we're talking the playoff picture, Indiana, Chicago, and really Detroit.
2: Well, you know, when you look at it, you see the surge of the Washington Wizards as well. They're coming up from, you know, they're finally five hundred. So now you got a lot of competition with the lower the lower seated teams. But yet, you could you could be a lower seeded team this week and next week you can be up in the top uh, between three and four. I mean, three and six. So it's going to go down to the wire. I call it like the, the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, when you have like sixteen or less games, you better come with it. Otherwise, you're not. Making a
0: playoffs Talking with Rick Mahorn Pistons great On the Jonathan Bird's Catering hotline Former assistant coach Of the Detroit Shock Right uh, <laughs>
2: I, I want. Yeah, we used to kick you out. We used to kick you no. On the fever all the time You know we got more championships <sighs> Than the fever. You had to
0: bring that up Didn't you
2: well, we You always know, got a Referral salt on the wound That's how we met <laughs> Yep
0: And that's where we had A good time playing Those knockout games Because you keep it real you're big yeah, time, but yet no, yeah, you wouldn't you know. know it. You wouldn't know it if, if people met
2: you. Mm, well, that's why I come on your
0: show. <laughs> right? Yeah, nobody wants to do that. That's why we have you on because you're so oh, no. acceptable yeah. to that. I appreciate it. Uh, Rick, with, with that seven or an eight seed in the Eastern Conference, who would you rather face, Cleveland or Toronto?
2: I just rather make it. It doesn't matter. Okay. We match up well against. We match up well against uh, more of Cleveland than we do Toronto. Toronto with that two guard punch usually you know kind of wear us out. But with with Cleveland, you know, you just got Kyrie Irving and the, and the rest. We kind of were, were physical enough to match up with with LeBron because we have uh, big small forwards, and you know it, it'll be a fun matchup uh, and it give us a good chance to win. Well, so far we lead the series two to one. Against
0: Cleveland. I'm talking with Rick Mahorn on the Jonathan Birds catering hotline. If social media existed when you were playing, fill in the blank.
2: Oh, when the bad boys were playing, fill in the blank. Oh boy, we'd be rock stars. We'd be the Golden State Warriors. We would be the villains of the NBA, like we were without social media.
0: Yeah, you'd have to stay out of trouble with that because already you carry that, true or not. You carried that negative stigma during the playing days, and and Twitter would just be an opportunity to magnify that, right?
2: Oh yeah, that's all it is—magnification of who you are. I mean, people you can follow on Twitter, and you know, it's, you know, it's it's good and it's bad with it. But you know, if you use them in a positive way, you can do some good things. For you know, I mean, as far as up here, up here in Michigan, you need to help the Flint water crisis mm-hmm. because people shouldn't be, you know, at some feeling that they're you're in the United States, but you're living in a third world country. That's you know, that's the positive things that you can do. In Promote yourself positively and not necessarily negatively.
0: And people, by the way, can follow you at BadBoyHorn44. Of those Western Conference teams, are are you of the belief, like most of us, that it's going to be Golden State or San Antonio ultimately taking the title?
2: I'll put it this way: I hope both of them meet, like I was hoping that yes. they met last yep. year, because you know you get a blip in the you get a blip in the radar. You know, it's all of a sudden you you're not there, somebody else is there. I'm looking forward to that, but then also, Scott, you know, you kind of you gotta kind of think: would they ever change the format? Would they do just take the top 16 teams in, in in the conferences and just you know on the top 16 teams in the NBA and let them play in a, a a new type series, or change a little bit of the schedule, and say, "Okay, let's play these teams on the West Coast twice." Instead of twice, we can play them three to four times. This would be fun. I mean, it's something intriguing, but that won't happen in our lifetime. You don't think so? I was going to
0: say, Adam Silver, the commissioner, seems to be very open in general about considering anything. And so, well, if, if enough people push that towards him, maybe maybe that that 16 team field, rather than the conferences, they've essentially gotten rid of the the divisions.
2: No, they really got rid of the divisions because at one time, again, San Antonio uh, got caught uh, being in a a six spot instead of being a, a two or a three spot at that time. And, that you know, the thing about having divisions or even having conferences. You know, you only play each team a uh, home and home, but it would be kind of cool if you can say, let's say, if Kobe wasn't retiring, you could probably see Kobe more more times on your team. You know, whoever plays who, be nice if they can ever come up with something like that, but I mean, uh, you you got to be optimistic and Adam Silver's doing a, a, job, a great job of keeping his NBA in the forefront of, you know, a lot of the sports.
0: What do you make of this Kobe Bryant- farewell tour because to me it's not him I mean it's weird seeing him pregame hug guys smile that's not who he is but I I know he's kind of just embracing it and he turned the storyline of father time has passed you over instead of hey enjoy this last time in front of this crowd
2: well you know it's, it's it's two things. You know, you look at the, the guys that's been around, like I look at Kevin Garnett, would he do a farewell tour? Nope. No chance. Would would Tim Duncan do a farewell farewell tour? Nope. I think the last guy I think did a farewell tour was probably Doctor J. But the, you know, Kobe decided to do it within the season and these guys if they decide to come back next year, they you know, they would they just say I'm gonna retire
0: talking with rick Mahorn on the jonathan birds catering hotline today in indianapolis was officially declared tamika catching's day you went up against her uh on the on the coach's seat oftentimes what do you remember or what do you think most about tamika when you when you think about her and how how she not only carried herself but played on the floor
2: I think you know she played. She played with a lot of passion. I mean, other than you know, we respected a lot of the teams, and she was one of the one of the players that you thought if she ever got a championship, it would solidify what she's about. Would she be a Hall of Famer? I think she is a Hall of Famer because the way she brings it every night, her desire and her dedication to the sport, not only to the sport but uh, into you know the community. She does so many positive things that you know I have the utmost respect for her, and I think you know. know... she's the ultimate competitor
0: yeah even though you guys knocked the team off a couple times that's what you gotta do when you
2: play you know that was all about you know the competition side but she she was one of those uh she was one of those athletes that you go like she puts the work in she is very you know like i said community oriented very you know just just a ultimate competitor
0: we gotta leave the audience with something about larry bird you guys had your battles watching that bad boys documentary was enlightening to me And seeing you guys compete, specifically what stood out to me was just how Lambert in in particular, who I still don't like, and you know that, would just
2: toss. I know you don't like him. Bird doesn't like him either. No, No. I know.
0: And he would just toss Larry Bird like a ragdoll almost. Because that's what you could do back then. Today, that would be ejections. What about Larry in your battles do you think about?
2: I think Larry. Uh, when I played against uh, Larry Bird, I thought Larry Bird was the ultimate competitor. Again, I, um, he came on the court. He played with such passion of the game. He was a student of the game, but also he was a master of the game because a guy that couldn't jump high, uh, couldn't run fast, but was able to dissect the court mentally and, and, and you know and, and match up. That's why to me, you know, he's that he's that Hall of Famer, and he'll always have my utmost respect because I knew he was coming, he was bringing it on the court. And that's how you play basketball, you bring it on the court. When we toss him around like a ragdoll, I mean, gross <laughs> change. That's it. I mean, we, you, we keep it moving, but I do. We respected him because we wanted to win championships, and he won, and he was one of those roadblocks in our way that we had to ultimately uh, beat and defeat and uh, get a chance to win a championship for the bad boys.
0: And being an ultimate competitor, you want to bring out the best in, in that opponent, because you want you want to face the best to ultimately get to that title, um, so th- that was yes. the fun battles between those those two and what I saw. Well,
2: the best thing about playing against Larry Bird, he's doing a great job for the Pacers. to changed the style of the game. Got uh, got to have a great coach. They're doing some you know they're doing some positive things. I mean, for him to you know get uh, you know George George Hill. Uh, Mm -hmm. PG-13 to see how he's excelling from his horrific injury earlier I'm just saying I'm seeing him I I put him in the the same as, as the MVP because he's doing some things you go like oh my gosh did he just do that
0: and this guy broke his leg Months ago, I mean, it's incredible what he's been able to do. I know you're busy. You can get back to the honey do list. I appreciate it. Oh, so appreciate now you want to
2: get rid of me now? See, uh, I have minutes for you now. You're just I never want to get, get rid of you. I'm just,
0: too. I'm just thinking you're on the phone. All right, is this interview over yet?
2: no if i did that <laughs> got you i'll ask you this interview over here
0: you're the best rick i really appreciate right. it
2: man as long as i'm not like limited skittles and lemon heads <laughs> yes <laughs> yep
0: skittles and lemon heads and that he's referring to roy hibbert <laughs> y- you're never gonna stop laughing about that one
2: man every time i see some pack of skittles and some lemon heads I just, it just comes in my my mind as uh, Roy Hibbert now I mean after we had that discussion and a young man named John Graves came with us I was like what did you call him skittles and lemon heads oh my gosh that was hilarious <laughs> thank you Rick <laughs> hey no problem Scott man enjoy great show I always enjoy myself I always enjoy myself when I see you and hang out with you yeah man you're
0: loved in Indy. you know that it's almost like a uh, second home You got to get that condo.
2: Still stuck in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Yep. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it. That'll
0: do it for this week's episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I appreciate those loyal listeners who are asking, hey, where's the show? Well, here it is. We got it for you, and we'll have another good one coming next week. If you could, please leave a review for the show on iTunes. We appreciate that one as we continue to grow the show and hope that more and more Pacers fans find us. That'll do it for this week's show. We'll talk to you next week.